Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today on the podcast, we're speaking with Trixie Godard, um, and I'm so excited to introduce you all to Trixie. Trixie and I have gotten to know each other through Instagram, and she's become a dear friend. And so, Trixie, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a great honor. I'm from a tiny country in Europe called Luxembourg. Um, I'm 32 years old. Or uh, as I like to say, I'm 30 with two years of experience. I work in public services and I'm about to change careers. Uh, I'm getting married next year to my boyfriend of 10 years. Mm. I'm proudly owned by two adorable love bunnies, Bebe and Filou. <laughs> they have their own Instagram account. Maybe we can link their account below yes. if anyone wants to follow some bunnies. I'm a dancer. I do yoga. Uh, I like bikes. I ride bikes. I've been a competitive bike rider, even though I wasn't very good at it. I'm a social introvert, even though I like talking, as you will probably, <laughs> you will probably tell from the amount I can speak. But yeah, and I love to read. I love to ride and be out in nature, basically. But um, as we talked earlier, I think that we are all more than just the labels and the sums of our part. Mm, absolutely. I love that. That's a beautiful intro. You're on the podcast because something I know about you is that you are child-free and do not want to have kids. Um, I'm curious, did you always know you didn't want kids? Um, yes and no. Mm. Um, yes, because I could never picture myself and I, it was never something that came up. I always, like, I can remember from a very early age, I was very vocal about not wanting specifically a baby. Ah. I wasn't, it wasn't so much about kids. It was specifically about babies. There was just something about them that I didn't like as a kid. Um, and then the thing is growing up, people will always tell you, oh, you're young, you'll change your mind and stuff. And so you are conditioned to believe that that conviction as a child is not a conviction. It's just something you say because you are a child and you don't know better. And you, you haven't grown up. It's like when you're a child, you won't like coffee, but one day you'll wake up and you'll enjoy your cup of coffee. And so I thought that this was the same thing, that one day I'll wake up and then I'll have this urge to have a family. And, and so I always thought that one day that would happen. And, um, you know, it was every, everything was very far away from me. And um, until really this year, I always thought that I would change my mind because people kept telling me, even though I felt deep in my soul that I wasn't meant to do that because when I tried to picture myself as a parent, as a mother, it was just this highlight reel, but not a reality of it. It was just like looking through a very foggy window and it didn't feel real. None of it ever felt real. And it was really hard to, to accept that perhaps that feeling of it not being real was, or maybe my unconscious telling me that this isn't my way. This isn't meant to be for me. And it's okay. It's okay to not want to have children. But yeah. I was, I mean, 
that was what one of the first things that really and when we got talking I, I told you like the first thing what the first episode where you uh spoke about your story what really hit me is was when you told me I wanted to want to have children and that was exactly my experience I wanted to want to have children but I didn't with that you talked about sort of having the highlight reel the foggy window did that contrast with other things in your life where you could see them clearly and want them and and then they materialized not really i think that what i was imagining as a mother was actually i was imagining myself as an aunt i always wanted to be the oh, cool aunt yeah and i i would love to have that role one day i would love to have you know because for me that's the best of both worlds i mean you get to be important in the life of children you have your silence at home you have all your all that space to evolve as a person you have that child for you know maybe a sleepover or you go to a theme park or you have fun with them but then you give them give them back to the parents right and you're like yeah you know <laughs> you can keep the tantrums and the stuff I don't want those yeah and something that you touched on too was the internalized message from childhood like oh you'll grow up and change your mind and how that kind of had you doubting your own reality. When did that fade away? When did you realize that you really didn't want kids? Well, uh, actually only recently, like in spring, yeah, spring of this year, when mm. one of my very dear friends uh, announced a pregnancy and that actually made me realize that I had to really question myself and dig inside myself to see whether or not this was something for me, because it may sound very naive of me, but in my mind, I was always thinking like the day a very close friend of mine will announce a pregnancy, I will want to be pregnant too. And that uh, didn't happen. Yeah. And I was like, like the feeling, the gut feeling I had, oh no, I don't want to. That was the, the, the first reaction was, oh no, that I'm, I'm actually that old. Oh, that's, this is something I have to decide now in the coming years, but I don't want to, mm. and I don't want this. And no, that's, and, and the thing is, I, at that moment, I doubted everything, everything I've ever thought. And I think part of it stemmed from the fact that I was really scared of losing that friendship mm. because in my mind, I was like, she is drifting away from me because she's going down a path I cannot follow if I don't become a parent. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really hard because I was so scared of losing that, of losing her, which is ridiculous in a certain sense. But and again, I've, you know, I've tried to read a lot of things and a lot of people, child free people especially say that, that they are, they, some of them lose their friends. Right. And some of them don't. But uh, I mean, it was something that was really, yeah, that that threw me into a loop. And I was very confused. I didn't know what I wanted. And so I actually worked with a mental coach uh, who is also a very dear friend of mine, a mm -hmm. mentor to me. And yeah, she she helped me see clear through that and dig through some of the the things the norms and constructs that 
that come from your the culture and the society around us like uh, but what if I regret it when I'm old and who will take care of me or what if I'm lonely or you know all these things and she actually helped me get through that and see that those fears are actually you know they're just holding you back they're not based in something real it's not real it's just something you you've grown up with I mean you can see it everywhere in, in books and in movies you always have that old lady the old crazy cat lady who has no friends who lives in a haunted house yeah. she's all by herself and she's very lonely so she's mean and she doesn't have any kids and that's why she's mean and I mean that's so untrue like so many right. child-free people are so, such amazing people yeah and to that point I have just been blown away. The more that I learn about the community, the more that I work with clients navigating this life choice. The one common theme that I see in the child-free community is how introspective and thoughtful people are. I am blown away by the thought and how much time and effort they put into thinking about their life and weighing both sides. Like what it, what would it be like to be a parent? What would it be like to not be a parent and, and really, uh, who am I as a person and what is going to fulfill me? I don't know. It gives me goosebumps. It's so cool. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. And I think it comes from the fact that, yeah, if you do take a road, that's not the common road. Obviously you're going to question yourself. Obviously you're going yeah. to ask yourself, is this really what I want? But I, I mean, it gets to like, I, I had this thought like only yesterday when I was yesterday and this weekend actually I was thinking about that and I thought like what it would what would the world look like if we all did that if we all mm. questioned why we are doing stuff and I'm I'm not just talking about child-free or not child-free right I mean I'm, it's everything why do I want to buy that car yeah why do I want to I don't know change careers is it something I really need in my life to be my authentic self or is it something that I that ex is external and I'm mm -hmm. just trying to fit in or gain right. external approval or do, you know, keep up with the Joneses? Yeah. And what are the and, societal pressures I've internalized? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and I think that the I think it's honestly, it's one of the like having to go through that whole questioning myself was one of the great gifts of my my life so far because. I'm learning who I am every day. And I think that a lot of people don't question themselves. And it's not like I'm criticizing anyone because it's not a fun thing to do. Like most of the time, it's not very fun to um, go through the rough parts of it and then look at yourself in the mirror with all the bad parts and the dark parts you don't want to look at and you don't want to confront. But um, I think that we would gain a lot if, everyone would do that and if everyone would if everyone questioned why they want to have kids or not to have kids mm -hmm. I mean because ultimately everyone would gain from it right. and most especially the kids because yeah. the, like even with the abortion uh, discussion in Texas and everything what you realize it's never about the kids that scares me the most it's not about the kids it's mm -hmm. about the parents the or the people or controlling people and and no one thinks about the impact of, of that like if you if you have a child I'm not saying that they are 
good or bad reasons to have kids or not have kids. But I'm just saying, if you have a kid just because you think that you have to, there's no choice. It's just something you do. And you grow resentful of that. And then you, you start to feel shame and guilt because you feel that way. And you, you feel like you've got pressured into something you probably didn't want or you weren't ready for. You, you don't think about the kid then. You think about mm-hmm. yourself. And this is, this is a whole, like, it's, yeah, it's a cuddly, cute baby for a few years. But then it's going to be an individual, a human being, completely separate from you. Yeah. A whole new existence. That's a huge responsibility. I have, like, honestly, all to all my mom friends, if they're listening, I'm so proud of them. And mm. I have so much respect for them because it's probably one of the hardest jobs you can have. And, Absolutely. You know, kudos to everyone who's, who does it because. Yes. Whew, <laughs> they are amazing. The, the, the responsibility of raising a human being, it's just mind-blowing. Totally. It really is. I totally admire and respect parents so much. And though I have a child-free platform, I am really about people having the space and ability to make the right choice for them. And I think parenthood is the right choice for people. Child-free is also the right choice for other people and both are valid. And like you said, with the abortions, bans going on in the States and Texas, like what is the life of that child going to be if the, the pregnant person is forced to carry the child that they don't want? I'm curious, what has your experience as a child free woman been? I am, I consider myself very lucky because I didn't get a lot of hate or anything for it like most people are like yeah cool you do you whatever right (laughs) Um, I mean my parents are hugely supportive my mom she's amazing she was like you know when I was having you when she was pregnant with me she said I was already worried about what world I was going to put you into and she said if I had if I had to do the choice now, I'd probably go child-free. And I love, I know for a fact that my mom loves me. She loves my brother. She's such an amazing person. Yeah. um, I mean, if, if someone like that is saying that, yeah, I would think twice about it if I had to do it again now. I mean, that's saying something. Um, And my, my dad is just like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. Mm. Um, my, I'm very lucky also in the sense that my, uh, partner is completely on board. Like he doesn't want kids either. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I have like one of my close friends just became a mother, but she has been hugely su- supportive as well. And mm. she was such a champ because I mean, I kind of rained on her parade when, uh, <laughs> when she announced it, because my reaction was to start bawling I mean she announced she, she told me she was pregnant I just started crying like ugly crying and <laughs> poor poor her because I felt so bad afterwards because there was just so much I was happy for her I was grieving already for like the change in our friendship the change in the dynamics that I was certain was going to happen maybe I was over dramatic dramatic as well probably I was 
um but yeah she she always told me no matter what you choose you'll always be my friend and Mm -hmm. we'll always have each other's back um so I have no pressure whatsoever like I've gotten some comments but mainly from not strangers but people that don't know me very well like you know colleagues from work I don't work with all the time mainly men mainly men who who were telling me like stuff like oh you'll change your mind and you're like you're a man I'm sorry but one your wife put that child in like your kids it's your wife who carried them it's not you and probably she does the the big load of the work anyway at home for the child rearing I mean even if we're really progressive it's still on the woman most part still is on the woman I mean just about like the pregnancy and then there's just so much it's too much to unpack basically but um, (laughs) apart from those comments I am lucky I consider myself lucky that I haven't had any bad experiences in that sense like really bad experiences I mean the only person who's not so happy about the whole child-free thing is my partner's mom she Ah. loves babies she loves babies I mean she's all over babies she and she can't really understand why like we are not that much into babies but I mean yeah sometimes I feel bad for her because I'm she she wants that experience as a grandma but I'm not going to have a kid just for her it's just not something I will do and some part of her understands that I'm sure but um you know I, I understand that sometimes you will get frustrated and you'll be like but why not me my my partner's mom's sister so his uh, aunt she has three children uh, and two of whom are already fathers so they have kids and I Mm. think that sometimes it hurts his mother to see those kids and to think to herself oh I don't have grandkids yet but he has a younger brother so perhaps he she will eventually have grandkids I I've never talked to um, my future brother-in-law about uh, his desire to have kids and I honestly I'm you to you so he does whatever he wants to do right but um, yeah that's yeah. like the only but I have I honestly I had a really good experience but the thing is I get really really upset when I'm on the internet or on social media and I see you know random people bashing child-free accounts or stuff and I get so mad I get so upset and I shouldn't but I it's just I I don't get people honestly (laughs) I don't get them why are you know if you don't like the content just go away you don't have to be rude or mean yeah I I have to admit I I do have a hard time understanding it too but then I think wow that's a lot of energy that they're putting into this that they could put into something more positive for their life but uh that's their choice I guess um but yeah like it does make me think about where we devote our energy and what is what is the outcome because their comments aren't going to make me change my mind thank god (laughs) but yeah it is interesting the social media the internet is a world where a lot of people I don't know it almost feels like they can be a little more hurtful in their words than they would be if they were having that conversation face to face yeah because I think that if you have a person in front of you you see that this is a person this is a human being with feelings with everything you can see it on their face 
And if you're on the internet or on your smartphone or anything, you, you don't have a person in front of you. Right. You have no idea what they look like. You have no idea what their face is going to be, their expression is going to be when they see your comments. So you can be really rude because you don't yeah. see the consequences of what you're saying. Yeah, right. I know you spoke a little bit earlier about uh, when your friend announced that she was pregnant and and you questioning things. Have there been doubts or fears or struggles that have come up for you that you've had to work through around being child-free? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, if you choose to or consider choosing the child-free life, obviously you have to think a bit differently about your life because people who will have kids will have, like if everything goes well, they will have a family once they're older. So there are a lot of questions concerning that. So I had to really work through these fears of being lonely, mm-hmm. um, of being alone, of not knowing what's to come. And, and actually my mental coach, she did something that I really appreciated. She had this exercise, this visualizing exercise. She told me, you just leave Trixie as she is now 32 years old. You leave her there and you become Trixie with, I don't know, 80 years. And yeah. you look back on yourself and you will try to tell yourself what life is going to be like. And because I actually told her that I have so much compassion for the person I used to be. And I mm. sometimes I, I'd love to go back and just hug that person and tell her it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Yeah. And this is going to work to work. I know it's difficult now, but one day you will get out of this and then you'll be proud of yourself. Um, and so she actually made me do that, but with my future self. Mm. So my, so she made me take the role of my future self, seeing me as I am now, um, and telling me as I am now, it's going to be fine. And actually the child question wasn't even a thing. It didn't come really to mind. There were so many things I wanted to tell her, but not the child-free thing. It didn't matter. Like my life was perfect just without them. And that gave me a lot of closure and a lot of peace because I thought like, so there is this place inside of me that has this peace and that knows that things are going to be fine. And that was really precious. And I think that was the moment where everything shifted. Mm. Um, Other than that, uh, I think that the main struggle is more like, yeah, the fear of changing friendships, losing friendships is something that's very present, even though I have no reason to fear it. I mean, it's just like a... I don't know where it comes from, that fear. It's irrational. It's not something mm. I, I mean, my rational brain will tell me, you know, yeah, things will change, but yeah, your friendship is still there and she's still there and she's still not, perhaps not exactly the same person, but she is still herself and yeah. there. And yeah, things might be different now a bit uh, for a while, but that's okay. And sometimes I have this irrational part of my brain that goes like, but what if, what if I will never see her again? Or what if we are so different that we don't have anything to tell each other anymore? And Mm. that is a struggle, like accepting those thoughts and not dismissing them, accepting them, but gently telling them it's going to be okay. This is not something you have to worry about. And if we have to worry about it, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. I think about this 
too. And especially because I think that this is a common fear in the child-free yeah. community and, a, and also a, a common pain point. Like I think people do experience the drifting of friendships as some friends become parents. And, and I was thinking about this and how, I mean, I think there are more and more people being child-free especially with as the climate crisis continues and people start to think about how could I bring a child into this world with such an uncertain future. And I think as that becomes more of a reason, and there are so many other reasons aside from that, that people choose not to have kids, just simply not wanting them. And I think that the more people are vocal about this, you know, it's going to become more of a, an accepted choice. I wouldn't say it's there yet, but I was thinking about that and how, because it hasn't been a mainstream choice. Uh, there really isn't a framework to look through for navigating. Like I think about moms who become pregnant and have kids and then they like connect with mom friends. There's play dates, there's things to foster friendship. I think there is a way to navigate this that doesn't have to be an end to the friendship. And I think that part of it is addressing it, having those conversations directly like, hey, what do we want our friendship to look like as your life changes and my life, you know, a child-free person's life changes too. There's career changes, there's travel, there's so many other, like they're still evolving and growing as a person too. But how do we navigate this as friends? How do we make time for each other? And I think that like really addressing it, kind of addressing the elephant in the room and making it a conversation point, that conversation shows the value you have for each other just in having it. And can maybe bring intention and actions that if you didn't have, wouldn't happen and the friendship could drift. So I'm hoping that maybe there becomes, this becomes more mainstream to like have these conversations and sort of plan for what that friendship looks like. I mean, we plan for so much. We, we take steps for how we want something to unfold and then, and have conversations around that. And so this is just maybe another area to add into that. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the idea. And I think that, yeah, the, the, the most important thing is really talking about it because we like all during her pregnancy we we had a lot of very honest conversations and I'm really grateful for that because I mean you can read all you want you can and I am I'm an obsessive reader I'm an obsessive researcher when I, there's something that's nagging me I will document the hell out of it I yeah. try to find every single book and every single article and everything <laughs> and every single standpoint and you know it's it's quite obsessive you know the thing is it all these experiences even though some things are common they they are still individual experiences and no person is the same no friendship is the same no relationship yeah. is the same so you you have to navigate that individually as well mm-hmm. and you have you know, it's always a bit different. Um, and, but I really like the idea of, you know, this framework that doesn't exist. And it's true that you have a framework when you are becoming a parent There, there is kind of a guideline, but then if you realize you're going to be child-free or you want to be child-free or you're considering it, there is no framework for that. People think that you are the same person, but what I have experienced, I don't know about you, but is that the moment you say it or think it or the first time you share it out loud to someone, that's a massive shift. It's, yes. I won't compare it to having a kid. It's certainly not as dramatic, but there is still a, sh- a shift. And that's why I think it's so important to talk to your, your friends who are parents 
because they cannot read your mind. So they don't know what's going in, on inside your head. So you have to tell them and to speak to them. You know, you, you can have honest, raw, vulnerable conversations with kindness and everyone will gain something from, from mm. it. I mean, your friendship will grow because you share your experience and then also that shifts in the, the narrative of that whole thing because it goes against that whole idea of us versus them that is often right. portrayed you know this this antique like um french say antagonism uh antagonism do you say yeah antagonism? yeah um you know that that ongoing war parents and non-parents and no one understands each other and you're all like on two fronts and we have to confront each other but no I think we can learn from each other and, and you know and and I think that perhaps some people think that when like they have kids and then they see a friend who doesn't have kids that this friend is leading the life they had before having a kid but no that life they had like their life changed too yeah and so it, they are not living the same life they had before either I mean I'm not the same person now that I know that I will probably be child-free, I mean, I no one knows for certain what's going to come. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. So I won't say like <laughs> 100% sure that I won't ever change my mind, but I'm pretty sure I won't. I, you know, there's yeah. some inkling that I know that I'm pretty set in that. Um, I mean, I'm not excluding it because you know, things happen and that's okay. I mean, it's, it's okay to be, to change sometimes. I'm not saying, I won't go down the road and say you'll change your mind because I know that probably you won't. But right. if it happens, you shouldn't be hard on yourself either because that's just life. You change. I mean, one day you hate coffee and the next day you will drink the coffee. Um, right. But for the coffee example, I still hate coffee. And people told me I'll change my mind, but I have never changed my mind. I still hate coffee. <laughs> and something you hit on that I think is really important is the fact that, you know, you mentioned that when you made this choice, you felt a shift. And I think that that is so true. I think that when we're stuck in the middle, when we haven't quite made up our mind one way or the other, that we have the door. I'm reading a book called it's called the baby decision, but it's actually very neutral about making mm. the choice to have a child or not and just going through things. And um, the author talks about how when you're in the place of not having decided yet, both options are closed off. And the way I think about that is like you're not um, visualizing your life as a parent. You're not or maybe I mean, you're doing both, but at the same time doing neither. Um, but like, even for myself, once I made the concrete decision this spring that I didn't want kids, it was a shift and all these possibilities opened up. In fact, like my husband and I are now actively planning to live abroad in 2023 for six months. And that, that was not a reality until a month after making this decision and us being like, okay, so if we close the door on kids, what will, what can our life be? What can it look like? And I never would have thought, and I had never had this idea. Um, and he brought it up and then it was like, oh my gosh, this is something we can do. And like, now there's this whole exciting dream building. But yeah, it is really important. And to your point that it doesn't have to be forever. You know, we can be child-free for now, but at least then you're still on a path. You're 
creating something and maybe it'll come to another fork in the road later. Like if you envision having kids or not having kids as a fork in the road, it's just going down one path, but maybe it'll fork again later, but at least you're committed and you have momentum somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. It's really funny that you you say that with the road, with the path, because like one of the poems that really struck me when, because I love poetry um, yeah. and uh, one of the poems that really struck me was the one by Robert Frost, uh, yeah. it's The Road Less Taken, Yeah. or maybe I'm, I'm getting the title wrong, but that one had me in tears because that's exactly, it described how I felt because I was standing at that crossroads and my friend had taken one way. She had mm. taken the way that most people took and I couldn't, I, I had that gut feeling that I was meant to take the road less traveled. Yeah. But I couldn't take the first step. I was blocked. I couldn't. I was so scared of making a wrong choice. So I just stood there and it felt like, you know, that what you're saying, you can you cannot do one thing and you cannot do the other. You're stuck there and you don't know where to go. And you're, yeah, you're literally standing there and you're stuck. And so nothing is moving forward because of that, because you're stuck. Yeah. And to find the peace to take the first step on that road. And like you say, if you have that feeling, probably you're not going to change your mind right away or ever, but you always have chances. I mean, even if you don't have a biological child, you will still have like a hundred thousand ways to have meaningful relationships with kids. I mean, you can adopt, you can foster, you can be a mentor to kids and all these things matter so much. I mean, I see my mom who's a teacher, my brother who's a teacher, my like his girlfriend who is a teacher and the impact those guys have on these kids, like these kids will remember them years mm. and years later. I, st I still remember teachers who really, you know, uh, helped me. me. And too. so I think you have so many options to be a force for good in this world and to do something that matters. You don't have to have a biological child. If you want to, cool, just do it. You do you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying to anyone, you shouldn't have kids. I mean, it's, we're just saying it's not for us. Right. And maybe we'll change our mind, but maybe we will not. And I would love to tell the people who say, who are saying that to people, you'll change your mind. Oh, but did you change your mind about kids? <laughs> What if you change your mind about kids? Because that is a problem. If I change my mind, that doesn't hurt anyone. But if right. they change their mind, the kid is already there. Yeah. So that is a problem because it concerns a whole other person. It is. Absolutely. But yeah, those questions that people kind of, the, the judgmentally charged ones, like, oh, you'll change your mind. Or they're kind of condescending. Um I was thinking about this yesterday. Like if people were to stop and think about the question that they're asking or about to ask and turn it around on themselves, do they still want to ask it? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, I've read uh, the very famous study of that. Um, I think she's from Israel, but I can't remember. I think her first name is Orna, the Regretting Motherhood book. It's yeah. a study that was conducted in Israel. Um, and I, I mean, it's just, it hurts so much to read about these women who 
felt like they had to have these children or they didn't have a choice or I I don't know yeah they they love their kids I'm not saying that these people who regret parenthood don't love their kids they do they just don't like the way parenthood turned out and I think that we should all have much more honest conversations about this because there's so much shame on both sides Mm -hmm. and and shame is never a good place to start Right. Anyway, because you get defensive and then you, you lash out at people and you say, say things you weren't, you didn't want to say and that don't help anyone. Yeah, and yeah there's just so much. And, and I, I thought about the, um, you know, that, that thing that also people love to say um, about you don't know what true love is until you have a child. Yeah. Um, and mostly like the people who will tell you that aren't the people who love their kids who are fine with their choice those are the people these the ones who say that generally I I don't want to generalize too much but are the ones who perhaps aren't that confident in their own choice and they Mm. need to reassure themselves by telling you that you are wrong and that something's wrong with you and you you know you can't know what true love is but I think all these things don't just hurt us as child-free people. It hurts mm. everyone. Yeah. Because it means, also as a parent, it means that your love for your spouse or your siblings or your family or your friends, that love isn't true. Mm. The only true love would be between a child and their parent. Yeah. And I think that's not the human experience of most of us. Most of us know that, yeah, this is, it's certainly, I mean, there's certainly a special kind of connection between um, a person who gives birth to a child and the child. I mean, there is right. an undoubtedly big connection, but most of us have, I hope so, already experienced or will experience unconditional love in their time on earth. And that doesn't have to be, and it is not limited to the bond between, you know, a parent and a child. Yeah. There's more than that way of, I mean, yeah. I know that some people say, okay, pets are not humans and it's not the same, but I mean, I feel like my bunnies, they taught me so much about loving unconditionally. And it sounds ridiculous, I know, but it's just, I would gladly give my life for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I worry about them and I, it feels like part of my soul just, you know, splintered off and is inside of them and just the thought of losing them someday is horrible and you know it's just yeah it's completely unconditional I don't need anything from them I mean I can't talk to them I can't ask them how they are but all these things don't matter yeah and I think it's sad if some people will you know reduce that to one single form of relationship which Mm. is between a child and a parent because that kind of love is something that is universal and it is not attached to uh, generation to sexuality to gender to nothing it's just love and it's there is no words for it and it's more than just this restriction and I feel like the people who say this are generally you know maybe not frustrated but you know, are doubting themselves. And instead of talking about it and being honest about these doubts and these struggles, they will deflect and they will, Mm. you know, externalize it and push it aside and, you know, 
tell other people how it's done. And I think that those are the same who will tell parents how to parent. Mm. I mean, uh, like the amount of, of comments that some moms and uh, dads and I mean, parents are getting in general is just ridiculous. Right. And I think that that's a good point too. I once saw this graphic on social media that was, I think there were six categories, like the child-free person, the parent of one child, the parent of two children, the parent of three and on up. And there was a judgment for every category, which is just, you know, it doesn't matter. There is judgment that others will put on any decision that you make. And I think that that is a lot of times projection or externalizing their own um, troubles that maybe they haven't been able to resolve within them. Cause I think when anyone is confident in their own choices, they are open to other people doing what's best for them and not really caring or judging it. And then something else that you were talking about that I thought was really cool was talking about that love and how, if you think about the ultimate love being what you could have for a child, what that closes you off to experiencing because your mind is made up. Like there's only one true form of unconditional love. And that is what I will have for a child. And once you like decide that or think that it shuts off all other possibilities. But if you remove that, then you're open to exploring a vast array of how love can be. And so like, I like to look at okay, what does parenthood give you? What are the core elements there that are fulfilling? And how can you find them in a different way as a child-free person or in another area of life? I love that. And I love your point that about love and being open to other ways that it can be. And I have a dog and I actually see an evolution of love in that relationship. He's a rescue. And when he, we first got him, I wanted to give him back. He was kind of just wild and crazy. And, and I didn't know how to handle him, but like now he is like, just, it's just, it's just totally transpired. And I couldn't imagine life without him. And I just feel like I have grown as a person learning to work with this dog and, and, navigate that. How do we like communicate? I think that there is a lot to be learned from pets even. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the same as children. It's just a different, it's just different. It's different, but still like I, I had, um, I also have some of my colleagues who have, uh, children and she sometimes even says to me, um, yeah, but you know a bit what it's like because you have your bunnies and it's the same. I feel for my kid. And so we connect on this, on this, certain level I mean I know that I cannot know what it's like to have a child but yeah I can try to put myself in her shoes I can try to understand and you know having a pet and having that evolution because when you meet that pet sometimes it's, it's instant love and sometimes it isn't sometimes it's a process and I think it's the same with kids I mean sometimes I mean all these things are true that um and actually they're another part where I really feel for women because there is a certain part of shame too is when you don't immediately click with your kid when you have that child and then you have a panic attack or you you don't feel a connection right away and all Mm -hmm. these things are completely normal but no one talks about it and like yeah people talk about it but the general 
consensus and the general feeling you get from movies from everywhere from people what people are saying oh but it's going to be fine when it's your own you will see everything was going to and then you don't feel like you could talk about it um yeah some th- some experiences you can have with pets can mirror a bit of the experience you can have as a parent so I mean, even if it's not the same, it still makes us more empathetic towards the experience parents can have. And we can, you know, walk a mile in their shoes and know what it's like, even if some parts we will never probably understand. But we can still try. And I think that we, like everyone would gain from, you know, walking a mile in someone else's shoes. And, you know, instead of judging or deflecting or you know, I mean, everyone judges. Yeah. (laughs) I I think what matters not is not the first thought you have, because sometimes I have judgy thoughts. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect. I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm I'm just a human. Sometimes I judge. Yeah. But then what's important is what you do after that first thought. Are you going to question yourself? Are you going to tell yourself, okay, why did I think that? Why did that come up? Why was that the first thing I thought? And then what are you going to do about it? Mm, yes. Yeah. We are all hardwired to judge. I believe we judge ourselves like the inner critic. I mean, that's huge for all of us. Um, we judge others and we judge circumstances. But like you're saying, it's catching those thoughts, examining them, questioning them and separating ourselves from them to see that, that like we are not our thoughts. Um, and there is something to be learned from it, though. And if you question it like, oh, I'm judging this person. Is that triggering something in me? And what do I need to look look at in myself or in my own life? Am I missing? Is am I not feeling fulfilled and exploring that? I think that's huge. It's something I really uh, like about having that space to do that as well. I think that's one of the big perks I think you have as a child-free person is you have that space, that mental space. I'm not saying parents can't do that because there are a lot of crazily amazing parents out there and I'm not ju- like not trying to say that you can't do these things but I I feel like you you have it like this whole mental space to evolve as a person without having to think about who it will impact because yeah. everyone it will impact will be adults I mean if I change drastically it will probably impact my partner it will probably impact my parents in a certain way but it won't impact the child I won't have to think about what that will mean for that child so I really love the fact that I can be interested in all these kinds of things and I I've really felt a huge shift in myself just being able to explore all these things I mean I like this year after that I for the first time I started to encounter that whole concept of non-binary and that was something I didn't know about like really know about I mean transsexuality I knew all these things but I didn't know that there were people who just refused the gender binary and that threw me into a loop and so I had to question everything I knew and I had to you know take time and um, follow some accounts of people uh, who identify as non-binary and um, and you just it just gets bigger the more you open yourself the bigger every it's just amazing and I'm so grateful to have that space and that time to think about these things Mm -hmm. and to see life from different perspectives and have the time to think about it and not be thrown yeah thrown into the 
the loop of a kid having to go to the toilet or you know all these things like the, the kid will take you back to reality right away i like to think about things a lot i'm too much in my head even but um i think a kid doesn't work well with that if you're mm. a daydreamer and you like to think about things and sit on things and ruminate and just research and get to know stuff just because you just for the fun of it yeah um, yeah so that that's kind of a perk to me do you have any thoughts on how people could approach the decision to have or not have kids there is not one right or wrong way to do it I think it's very individual it depends on your situation and I mean there's so many factors for me what really helped was talking to a professional I I knew my mental coach before so I knew her as a person and it felt like talking to a friend but she's still someone who is external to my close circle of family and friends. So she can take that and see it from the outside and, you know, not be emotionally drained or anything by it. So I think if you really feel stuck in a rut and you're, you feel like you're, you know, running around in circles and you're not going anywhere, then it really helps to talk to yeah someone who is completely neutral on that matter and who can offer you a judgment-free zone where you can really explore everything and you know you're not judged. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the work you do is brilliant. I, I love it so much because it's so important to talk about these things and to have this space. So that was a big one for me. Um, but there are so many good books, there are articles um, you can read. And yeah, just, I mean, talk about it. And mm -hmm. you'll be amazed how many people will contact you and tell you, oh my God, I'm the same. Or even I, I had so many moms because I, I did one post where I talked about, you know, having this idea of a child. I always thought I'd have a daughter and I had a name. She, she would na be named Edda. Uh -huh. like the poetic Edda, uh, the Norse uh, mythology Edda. And it took me a while to realize that actually I could raise myself to be the daughter I would wish that I could have had. Um, and there were moms who contacted me and who told me, oh, this is so amazing what you said. And I, I was young when I had my kid and I, I probably would have had kids, but maybe not as young, but I feel really seen by what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And even... Thank you for just acknowledging that parenthood is hard and that, um, yeah. And so many people told me, you know what? I think it's amazing you, you have the confidence to, do, to, have, to make that choice and parenthood isn't for ev everyone and that's completely normal and completely fine. And you do you. you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and I think that helps also to, you know, feel less lonely, to, yeah. you know, see that it is a choice. It's mm -hmm. not something you have to, you don't have to have kids. Right. And I have so much admiration. I've had moms express to me to appreciation for just putting it out there as a choice. Um, and not that they have regretted, but maybe they did have kids without realizing they had a choice and now they wouldn't change what has happened and they can't imagine their life without their kids. But I just like so admire women who are able to say that. And I think it reminds me of the humanity. Like at the end of the day, we're all humans. And even though our experiences are different, there are things we can relate to, even 
from parent to child free and just seeing each other and validating each other and supporting each other. Um, and not as you were saying, being divided by this. Yeah. And I think that maybe if we could have more honest conversation, if, if, you know, this child free thing gains momentum, I mean, I think personally, I believe that parents can gain from it because maybe by seeing us talk about these issues in a very vulnerable, very honest, very raw way, maybe they will have the courage to come forward and to say, hey, I struggle with this. And then maybe they will find other people who also struggle with that. And they will have this community and these conversations. And then suddenly we'll have, you know, more acceptance because everyone can talk about their struggles. And then there won't be deflecting anymore because you can talk about it. And so I think that if you talk about it, you, you feel less alone and everyone benefits. It's not just like, yeah, as I said, I had mom reach, moms reach out to me and it was just such an amazing experience to have people tell me I felt seen and it just felt so good because Mm -hmm. I know, I know I had that experience. Like I felt seen by your posts. I felt seen by um, Zoe Noble's post on we are child free and I know how it feels like when you feel seen and when you get the comment that someone else felt seen because of something you said it's just mm-hmm. the best feeling ever you like it made my year basically <laughs> made my year <laughs> yeah it's it is and I am like so grateful for people who take the time to reach out and message and say, wow, that really resonated. I mean, someone took time to send that message and it is just like the most meaningful thing. And you know, those messages that you received from moms, they are huge. They are really huge. And as you were saying about coaching, um, or working with someone who's non-judgmental and maybe outside of your circle. Yeah, it is really powerful. And as a coach, like I enjoy helping people navigate this and it is so cool to reflect someone's words back to them and see how it hits them. Because, you know, it's one thing to think something, it's another thing to verbalize it, but then to hear your words back to you, there's just a whole nother layer in that, that is really powerful and really cool. And I do believe that everyone has the answers within themselves and being able to pull out the answers with them is pretty cool. It's like such an honor to be a part of people's journey. I'm sure like your coach was very honored to, to do that for you. It's just, it's a gift to be able to be a part of someone's journey and help them with this really big question. Yeah. I live by the principle that we often are too um, used to getting insulted. So we don't, we know how to take an insult. We don't know how to take a compliment, but at this point, I just want to say to all the coaches out there, to you, to my coach, who is probably listening, um, <laughs> uh, that um, you do amazing work. And it's just so amazing. What like I could never do what you do because I'm not like I, I love to listen, but I also love to talk. And I think you you need to really know how to listen because and I feel like you have that power too. Every time I talk to you, I have so many ideas and that's someone who really knows how to listen. If you listen well, the person who is talking to you will have great ideas. Mm. And I think that what you do is so important and it just helps so much. It does such a big difference in people's lives. And as you say, it's just, yes, we have the answers, but sometimes we're stuck. Sometimes there's yeah. a big lid on them. 
and you have to have someone help you lift the lid up so that things yeah. can come out and so that you know you're not alone and you don't have to face these things alone right. and that there is someone walking with you all the way and I yeah. think that that's just such a gift and so thank you so much for doing what you do oh thank you I <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I also just want to say, you know, thank you for sharing your story. I think that is huge. I think that takes courage. I think that is brave. And I think it really helps others. I am just so honored when, when someone is willing to come on and share their story, because I think that the more stories we have out there, the more people can relate to something and it might not be the whole story, but it'll be aspects maybe of everyone's stories. You know, there are at least something that sticks out. So I just want to say that, thank you for sharing your story. And I know that it will be validating and healing for someone to hear your perspective too. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and as we wrap up, um, what has this choice brought into your life? Peace, mm. a lot of peace and a bigger self-acceptance that I ever thought was possible because like, as you know, we, we talked about it a lot uh, in private messages and even before I am a people pleaser recovering, but still I was bullied. I didn't have the biggest self-confidence growing up. I spent all of my 20s trying desperately to be someone else desperately yeah. um and I couldn't accept myself really for who I was and this whole journey has you know opened up so much space for me to accept who I am and mm. accept the people I was and accept the people I will become and, you know, just trust the process. And some days it's easy and some days it's really hard and that's okay. It's just, you know, part of being human. And yeah, it, it brought a lot of acceptance and peace. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's not always peaceful. <laughs> like there are days I have like a monkey mind and things are really hard and I'm really judgy about myself and others and stuff. Um, and I will have to work through that. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's like dancing a waltz. Sometimes you go two steps to the right and then one step back and then one step forward, you know? Yeah. But that's okay. That's just okay. It brought me peace. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say on the topic of child-free? Mm, I think just, yeah, question. I mean, don't question everything, but sometimes it's good to question why you're doing things and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And, you know, just gently reflect on stuff and look at yeah. yourself and try to figure out, yeah, why you're doing stuff. And I think that helps you grow as a person. Um, and that has been my experience with Child Free, but it has been my experience with a lot of things. Mm. Um, yeah. So be open, be at peace with who you are right now and trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. <laughs> I'm yeah. just copying, copying yoga with Adrian here, but <laughs> I really like, I really like her sentence. Trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And, you know, that helps me just accept where I am today. And that's, it's okay. It's okay to be there and trust that you will walk on and you will one day look back and be proud of yourself for how far you've come. That's beautiful. 
you know, are you open to people contacting you if anyone wants to connect with you after hearing your story? Um, how might they be able to? Well, I actually, I have a private Instagram account. So if anyone would love to add me, they can. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are a lot of people around who they can talk to. And I go regularly watching your posts and stuff. So sometimes I see someone and I feel for them and then I will comment and try to help in the little way I can. So maybe even in your comment section. Okay. But yeah, anyone can add me uh, or they can add my bunnies. Wink, wink. Yes. All right. I'll only put the bunnies handle in the show notes. Trixie, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story. I'm really grateful and we'll catch you next time. Hey listener, real quick before you go, if you're curious what it might be like to work with a coach around any aspect of your child-free life or the decision to have kids in the first place, you can book a free 45-minute clarity call with me through my Instagram page. My handle is at Coach Anna Olson, and you'll find a link to book your session in the link tree. I cannot wait to talk to you.